Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed my last interview, and if you missed the episode and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on my YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. And if you'd like to receive notifications on when my podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. Today, I want to talk about household employment and all that goes into having someone work in your home. Do you employ housekeepers, maids, babysitters, gardeners, elder care, or others who work in or around your private residence? Now, repairmen, plumbers, contractors, and other business people who provide the services as independent contractors are not your employees, and generally they have their own business licenses, insurance, and operating as a business. But household workers are your employees if you can control not only the work they do, but also how they do it. You may be tempted to pay your workers in cash to avoid obligations and reduce costs. However, this practice can have serious obligations and financial consequences for both you and your employee. Many who have employed workers have given cash under the table as payment. This is especially common for household staff such as nannies and elder care workers. While paying staff in this manner has always been illegal, the coronavirus pandemic reinforced the necessity of paying those in household care industries in a structured and illegal way. Many missed out on benefits they would have otherwise qualified for, which put them in financial predicament when they couldn't work. Many household employers didn't know that they were supposed to compensate their workers through payroll, but some avoided doing so in order to not have to remit payroll taxes or have workers' compensation premiums. And some workers do prefer to have cash so they don't have to claim the income and pay the tax. But unfortunately, handling the payment to workers in this way caused many issues for the staff once the coronavirus pandemic hit. 
With unemployment at its highest percentage in the pandemic since the Great Depression, many Americans filed for benefits from their states and the CARES Act. This added much-needed cash to their bank accounts when the ability to work was reduced or completely gone. The unemployment benefits helped pay rent, utilities, food, and other typical monthly expenses. Unfortunately, for many household workers, being paid under the table excluded them from being able to file for unemployment since they did not have proof of earnings to submit to be able to claim benefits. As a result, since stay-at-home orders had gone into effect in most states, many of these essential household staff members were left without income and were unable to receive assistance from the government. Likewise, being paid under the table prevented household workers from taking advantage of the medical and family leave benefits enacted in the Families First Coronavirus Response Act, FFCRA. These benefits included paid time off to recover from illness or take care of a family member who was ill or children who had to stay home from school. And they were only available to workers who were paid through wages reported through payroll and could provide their financial records. In order to protect your employees and yourself from potential fines that you may incur if your household workers apply for benefits without proper documentation, you should set up a legal pay structure as soon as possible. You'll want to make sure that you obtain a federal employment identification number, set up an unemployment insurance account with your state, and file a new hire report. If you're hiring in-house assistance for the first time, you'll want to ensure that you are compliant. The pandemic shed new light on the importance of above-the-table pay, both for the benefits for your employees and for your own legal protection. So now, if you're thinking you need to get employees on payroll and you already have a company with payroll, you might be thinking that you could put your household employees on your company payroll. So if you own and run your own business, you probably employ people to take care of your business. So let's say you employ some to clean your house, maintain the yard, babysit your children, or take care of pets. So again, you're thinking, why not combine it all on one payroll? The short answer is that it comes down to a tax issue that could cause you a great deal of trouble. Although it sounds easier and simpler to keep all your employees on your company payroll, it isn't. Keeping your business expenses separate from your personal expenses is important in general, but it's actually illegal to include a household worker's payroll in your company's payroll tax reporting. The reason is the IRS does not consider domestic or household workers to be a direct contributor to the success of your business. When it comes time to report your payroll taxes, there's a separate household employment reporting process to follow. Like we always remind our clients, your business and your personal expenses really do need to be kept separate and your payroll tax and accounting will be easier. What's more, you'll be compliant. And as I've also said in the past, if you're an entity, you really need to have a separation of business and personal just to protect yourself and make sure you're not piercing the corporate veil. So let me share some helpful tips for you for household employment hiring. When you're figuring out how and when to pay them, you'll first need to know the difference between an employee and an independent contractor. 
Now, I have written a five-part series on employees versus independent contractors in my written blog, and I will include links to those posts in the show notes. When tax time comes around, misclassifying a 1099 worker is considered tax evasion, so for obvious reasons, it's best to be informed from the start. Knowing the difference at the time of hiring will also help you avoid pitfalls along the way, like issues surrounding overtime, which is regulated by the Fair Labor Standard Act. In addition to FLSA, a few states have adopted a Domestic Workers' Bill of Rights. Carefully consider these laws prior to hiring a domestic worker. Now let's talk about the different taxes that you'll have to pay for your employees. And that includes Social Security and Medicare taxes, also known as the Federal Insurance Contributions Act. The Social Security and Medicare taxes, commonly referred as FICA tax, applies to both employees and employers each paying 7.65% of wages. An employer is generally required to withhold the employee's share of FICA tax from wages. If you pay cash wages of $2,600 or more for 2023, and this threshold can change from year to year, to any one household employee, you generally must withhold 7.65% total. This is 6.2% of Social Security tax and 1.45% for Medicare taxes. Now, unless you pay your employee's share of the Social Security and Medicare taxes from your own funds, of course, then this would be double that you would have to pay. So if you hold from your employees, then you have your match, which ends up equaling that double portion as well. You can find the specified dollar amounts and percentages under the topic, Do You Need to Pay Employment Taxes? in Publication 926, Household Employer's Tax Guide. Pay the amount that you withhold to the IRS with an additional 7.65% for your share of the taxes. If you pay your employee's share of Social Security and Medicare taxes from your own funds, the amounts you pay for your employees count as wages for purposes of the employee's income tax. However, don't count them as Social Security or Medicare wages or wages for federal unemployment tax. Now, don't withhold or pay Social Security or Medicare taxes from wages that you pay to your spouse, your child who's under 21, a parent unless an exception is met, or an employee who's under the age of 18 at any time during the year unless they're performing household work, which is the employee's principal occupation. If the employee is a student, providing household work isn't considered to be his or her principal occupation. Again, if you have questions on this topic, see publication 926, and it will also give exceptions to these rules. Now, it probably won't happen that you'll pay somebody more than $200,000 in a year if they're your household employee. But if you do, there is additional Medicare tax due. Again, this applies to an individual's wages that exceed the threshold based on their taxpayer's filing status. So employers are responsible for withholding the 0.9% additional Medicare tax on an individual's wages paid in excess of $200,000 in a calendar year without regard to their filing status. An employer is required to begin withholding additional Medicare tax in the pay period in which the wages will exceed the $200,000 to an employee and continue to withhold it each pay period until the end of the calendar year, 
but there is no employer match for additional Medicare tax. And again, if you have questions, you can see the instructions for form 8959 and questions and answers for the additional Medicare tax. So you may be wondering also about the federal income tax withholding. So you are not required to withhold federal income tax from the wages that you pay to a household employee. However, if they ask you to withhold the income tax and you agree, you'll need to have a completed W-4, which is the employee's withholding certificate. And again, have questions on this topic, see publication 15T, on federal income tax withholding methods, which will help you understand the withholding tables. And again, those are updated every year as well. So if you must withhold and pay Social Security and Medicare taxes, or if you withhold federal income tax, you need to complete a Form W-2, which is called the Wage and Tax Statement for each employee. You'll also need to file Form W-3, which is the transmittal of Wage and Tax Statement. Again, see what forms must you file in Publication 926 for information on when and where to furnish these forms. But basically, you will have these processed every January, and you will submit those to the Social Security Administration. To complete Form W-2, you'll need an employer identification number, known as an EIN, and your employee's Social Security number. If you don't already have an EIN, you can apply for one online using the online EIN application. And of course, this can be overwhelming and you may wanna have assistance handling all of this processing and submitting all the forms. So be sure to talk to a professional payroll company. We are one that can help you as well. Um, and then you can offload this task. Now there's another tax called the Federal Unemployment Tax, also known as FUDA. So if you paid cash wages to household employees totaling more than $1,000 in any calendar quarter during the calendar year or the prior year, you generally must pay the federal unemployment tax on the first $7,000 of cash wages you pay to each household employee. However, again, don't count wages paid to your spouse, your child who's under the age of 21, or your parent. Also, don't consider these amounts you pay to the individuals as wages subject to the FUTA tax. Generally, you can take a credit against your FUTA tax liability for the amounts that you've paid into state unemployment funds, reducing the tax rate to 0.6%. Now, again, if you pay wages subject to the FICA tax, FUTA tax, or if you withhold federal income tax from your employee's wages, you'll need to file a Schedule H which is part of your 1040 form. You attach Schedule H to the individual income tax return. If you're not required to file a return, you must still file Schedule H to report household employment taxes. However, as a sole proprietor who must file Form 940, the employer's annual federal unemployment FUTA tax return and Form 941, the employer's quarterly federal tax return or Form 944, the employer's annual federal tax return for business employees, or if you're an annual federal return for agricultural employees, Form 943, you may report household employee tax information on these forms instead of on a Schedule H. If you choose to report the wages for household employees on these forms, be sure to pay any taxes due by the date required based on the form, making federal tax deposits if required. 
Again, there's additional instructions on all of this for the Schedule H form and Form 1040. Now, estimated tax payments also should be paid throughout the year. So if you file Schedule H, you can avoid owing the taxes with your return if you pay enough tax before you file your return to cover both employment taxes for your household employee and your income tax. If you're employed, you can also ask your employer to withhold more federal income tax from your wages during the year. You can also make estimated tax payments to the IRS using the 1040ES Estimated Tax for Individuals or electronically pay online. Remember, you may have to pay an estimated tax underpayment penalty if you don't pay your household employment taxes during the year. Again, there is a question and answer form called topic number 306 that the IRS has, which can also answer questions on this topic for you as well. And once again, publication 926, the Household Employers Tax Guide. So in summary, here are some reasons why household employers should put their workers on payroll and not pay them cash. So number one is legal compliance. Paying workers in cash means that you are not complying with the law, which requires employers to withhold taxes, pay Social Security and Medicare taxes, and provide workers' compensation insurance. Failure to comply with these regulations can result in costly fines and legal penalties. Protection for the employee. Workers who are paid in cash are not covered by employment laws that protect them from discrimination, harassment, and wrongful termination. They're also not entitled to benefits such as paid time off, sick leave, and health insurance. If a worker is injured on the job, they may need to be covered by workers' compensation. And if you don't have the insurance in place, they won't be able to have the coverage that they need. Record keeping. When workers are paid in cash, there's no record of their wages and employment, which can make it difficult for them to prove their income and employment history. This can be especially problematic when they're applying for credit, loans, and government benefits. Peace of mind. By putting workers on payroll, you can have peace of mind knowing that you are complying with the law and protecting your workers. It also reduces the risk of audits, fines, and legal penalties. And tax benefits. Employers who pay their workers on payroll can take advantage of tax deductions for wages, payroll taxes, and benefits. This could help reduce your tax liability and save money in the long run. So again, paying workers in cash may seem like an easy way to save money and avoid taxes, but it can have serious legal and financial consequences for both you and the employee. By putting workers on payroll, you can ensure legal compliance, protect your workers, maintain accurate records, and take advantage of tax benefits. So thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found this discussion interesting and that it answered questions you may have on household employment. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to send me a message at media at abandp.com. I hope you can join me for my next episode. And remember, you can connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can find my show, Biz Help For You, posted on several platforms, including iTunes, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And would you please share my show with those you know and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform? I would really appreciate your support. Until next time, have a great day.
Thank you for listening to Biz Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next time. Have a terrific day.